Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Potosaurus. This week, I am your host Ken, and with me we have Man of the Hour Lou. Hi, how's it going? Hello, hello. So this is a we don't have timber today. Yeah, no timber. No timber, but I mean he'd be kind of silent, like yeah. Timber's actually never played a video game in his life, um, so we thought it would be weird to have him here while we talk about games. Yeah. But yeah, this week is going to be a very special episode, as we are going to full spoilers about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't know we were doing that. Yeah, yeah. You thought it was going to be Kingdom Hearts Seven, right? It's the same thing. It is. It's the, essentially the same thing. It is, isn't it? It is at this point. So before we start, um, let's kind of go over how we overall felt about the game. If we were to give it like a, zero, a score out of 10 score for this. So Lou, why don't you uh, kind of tell me your number score there? I mean, if, I mean, if I had to give it a number um, out of 10, it would probably be a very hesitant but firm seven how about you it would be actually about a seven to about a 7.5 on certain points and we'll kind of get into that a little bit more and no we're not being cute by picking seven for final fantasy seven it's just it really <laughs> that's about the quality it is overall like if you take the the sum of its parts and just like looking at it from all angles it really is it's not a perfect game it's not even a mind-blowing or an amazing game because a lot of the stuff that happens in it is nothing new for Square Enix and nothing new for um, Tetsuya Nomura either. Yeah. I will say this much. The story that they crafted for this game is a much better game than 15. <laughs> At this oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, out of like the biggest three releases, let's just say like this being one of them, like Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, uh, Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Out of those three games, this is definitely the best one that they have made in recent memory. Oh, yeah. I can't think of another really big one they've made. Um, maybe 14, but 14 is really weird to even throw into this because yeah. it came out like literally a million years ago. Yeah, and if I were to put 14 into that boot, it would only be because of Shadowbringer because Shadowbringer is the mm. best solo player MMO storyline that they have because you could play it with only yourself at this point. Yeah. Not well, but you could play by yourself. I mean, someone out there who plays MMOs doesn't want to play with randoms and doesn't have any friends, so, I mean, it's nice that they have options. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It very much is. So, let's kind of go into what was probably one of the big things that stuck out to you with 7 at in the most part. Um, just the biggest thing that stuck out... Uh, the biggest things for me were uh, the obvious deviations from the original story. Now, full disclosure on that, I don't remember exactly how everything played out in 7 because I have completed at least through disc 1, but that was about a decade ago. Yes. If not a little bit further back. Same, same. I, I played through 7 only once back when I was in, I want to say, high school. And mm. it, it's not even my first Final Fantasy game. Eight was my first Final Fantasy game. Mine. That was my first real one I gave a shot to. My first one was actually Final Fantasy X-2. 
Not not ten. I hadn't played ten for qu- <laughs> at that time. I I was told as a kid that like my friends just like hey just pick up any of them and it's fine. Like they're all fine. I'm like okay, well I'll pick out the newest one and it was ten two and I'm just like what is going on? You're like what? What is these characters? What is? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I thought the entire time that Cloud and T- Titus were the same person. <laughs> Because I'm like, this, because they wouldn't say his name the whole time. The whole time in the game, like in 10 2, they don't say Titus's name because one, you can name him, and two, he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, so when we're going through it, I'm like, is is this Cloud? Is this this Cloud with different hair? <laughs> well, because that's how I thought a lot too, is like, uh, like in middle school, that some characters were the same character with different hair. Well, I mean, going to 10 2 to 7 isn't really a far stretch there with the whole Shinra. Storyline that they it's, it's a single thrown away. <laughs> yeah. it's a single throwaway line, but yeah, like, but yeah, the biggest thing is like the obvious big changes in there. Um, the I would know. Let's try. I'm trying to think of things I would know what were different. Like little things I knew were going to change. Like, you know how they got to point A to point B when certain characters were introduced. I figured that would be different. And then like when you go to Sector Seven the first time, you're kind of given free reign. I don't remember if you're given much free reign to do anything you want. There's like I I what is it like I think you were just like like there were certain points you can go to but it's not as open as it was with mm. this game and that that's one element that that surprised me on how open this game I thought it was going to be just like kind of like how they did with 10 where it was like there is some sort of open open quote unquote endness with certain levels but not as somewhat bigger as it was for this game but with that there's also a caveat because the the graphics didn't look too good on certain parts of it especially when you're high up in mm. what was it chapter is it chapter five where you're under the plate no 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 chapter six when you're um when you're above no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything where you're like looking at the bigger parts of the world, like either when you look up and you see the plate when you're in chapter se- or in sector seven, and you're like, oh, that doesn't look bad, but you take a look closer, you're like that's a single JPEG image that's just the same everywhere. Because I mean, they have to make the skybox where you know it looks big and um, like it's big and looming over you type of thing. So they have to get that feel. Like it looks fine. It just don't look at it too closely for too long. Yeah, that any of the big areas don't look at it too closely for too long. Yeah, so th- there's that. And another thing that kind of the the story deviation aside there, obviously we kind of got to talk about the, the last two to three chapters of story deviation. Mm. We'll we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. We'll we'll get there. It's like a uh, Fast and Furious in Tokyo. We'll get there eventually. But one of the good things that I really did like about this game that really stood up to me was the music. Mm. The music is fantastic. It is it's like if there's one part of the game fantastic. I have to say is the best, it's the music. It is fantastic. And Uometsu came back on here for this game just to do this. And it was, he, he like poured his soul into this game. <laughs> like, I was really worried pre-release because they put put out, I think, the boss battle theme and maybe the normal, like the typical battle themes. Yeah. And they just sounded like over, like overproduced, like like um 
o- symphonic. Yeah, overproduced like, uh, orchestra like big pieces. Yeah, perform. orchestral, not right. symphonic, orchestral. And I was just like, God, if the whole game's like this, like that's why I thought it was gonna be super serious the entire time. The entire the the game's anime. The game is the most anime thing I've seen in a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> But, like, there's some tracks in the game that are just fantastic. Like, they, they took the, what was it, the Wall Market, you know, Wall, you know, Wall Market, I keep wanting to say Walmart. They took the Wall Market, like, theme and turned it into a battle theme and, like, a really weird techno remix of it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And then, like, the Squats minigame oh. and the Bullet minigame, they have the same one. They just like, did this, like, very, like, they went really hard on, like, a remix of the battle theme for it for no reason. And you're just... <laughs> The action on screen does not match the energy of the song, but it's really funny and it's a really good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can't wait to actually own the soundtrack. Like, I'm looking forward to actually putting money, like, hard money for, like, a vinyl version or, like, like a co- complete edition for the soundtrack because it was fan-freaking-tastic. I thought you already had the complete uh, complete edition. So the no complete edition for the soundtrack. So for the collector's edition for this, you get a disc of certain tracks. Oh uh, yeah, because I almost bought the the PSN download version of it, but one I couldn't know if I could get it off the PS4, and then two, it's just like it doesn't have the songs I want in it. Yeah. So when the complete comp- edition for the soundtrack is released, which I think it is going to be like freaking seven discs because of the amount of music that they produce for this this game. I, I'm going. It's a day one buy for me. It's a day one buy, definitely. I didn't know you could remix the same song so many different ways and still make it not. Like sometimes I'd have to sit there and think, I'm like, wait, is this just the battle theme? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. they, they remix it so well into a different song that you have to think, like, I think this is just the battle theme, but really slow it down and like. A completely different genre like you you can sometimes be completely you'll be blown away because you did not realize what they just they use like i can't even talk tonight but they kind of since the beginning part of the game doesn't have that much stuff in it music wise it's kind of the same i think there's probably about like what like maybe 30 tracks in the entire midgar portion of the game if even that in the original yeah but they remix so many and like each each song has like three versions of it, especially if you're in an area with a battle. There's an outside of battle, in battle, and then an intense battle version of it. And it like just cycles between them like very fluidly. So it's it's one of the good things that I've actually really did like about the remake was just how out of the park the soundtrack was. They pretty much let, um was it um Uma, Umatsu? Yeah. Uematsu? Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember his name. They pretty much gave him full reign, like free reign to do whatever he wanted, and he did. Yeah, it no, definitely. So now I I kind of wanted to go into this just just a bit. What was the worst thing of this game that you kind of damn related like? The worst thing. It's hard to nail it down, but I'll make a concept. Any of the stupid mini games that I had to do in each chapter to pad out that section. Or the amount of times I had to crawl under something, force walk, or squeeze through something that slowed down my progress so they could load the other side of where I was going. Yeah, but I think that's an Unreal Engine 4 thing because... Ju- it happened too many times, yeah, no, like, It's one of those, no, like, I, it happens way too often. I understand, too, because, like, Je- Jedi Fallen Order, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, is a freaking victim of this also because there is so much... Sliding through a wall just so that it can load, 
just so many things, and the game still chugged. I, that that was one thing for Jedi Fallen Order that I freaking hated. You do all this like preloading via this this mechanic of just going through a wall, and your game still needs to load. No, no. I I mm. so I understand your frustration about that. <laughs> But I think like, that's I, just an Unreal I, Engine 4 thing. <laughs> I can understand if that's the reason behind it, but then at the same time, it's like they made these areas so densely packed with buildings or just, you know, shit on the ground type of thing. But there's no interaction with any of that stuff. Like, you might run past a bunch of houses in a row that are, like, in rubble and stuff, but there's you can't go into any of them. You can't explore them. They're just there. So it's just backdrop. So, like, there's so much they have to load that is literally just there to make the area look big. And, I mean, it looks fine. It looks nice. It makes it seem like more of a world, more of, like, a built-up thing. Because, I mean, the original game was all 2D images for that. So, it's nice to see that kind of, like, fully realized. But at the same time, it's like, did you need to do this if it was just going to slow down the loading process so much? And I'm, I played it on a PS4 Pro. A Pro that doesn't use much for more than, like, Netflix lately. So, it's not like I have a system that's, like, bogged down by being old. It's a year old, and I don't use it a lot. And I had the download version, too, which I don't know if maybe that hurt it more because the hard drives on the PS4s kind of suck. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I can understand. Yeah, my thing was chugging. And so I, I have a Pro, and I bought it when I got Death Stranding. So the, mm. the, the Pro is not, it's probably like maybe six months old. If that mm-hmm. and it was only put through its paces with Death Stranding and any pro intensive games, but yeah, this thing was chugging. <laughs> this this my like, PS4 Pro was firing on all cylinders, and still there was a lot of loading. <laughs> like I um I heard mine going quite a bit. I don't see. I don't remember any slowdown anywhere. Like it never really. There's no performance hits. It was a very well optimized game for the system. I think because they only made it for. PlayStation 4. Now, whether or not the base models have any issues, I have no idea. I can't imagine playing that on the base model. Oh, yeah. I don't think my my PT Legacy PS4, I think that thing would shut down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I used to have one of those. I'm happy I bought the Pro. Um, I didn't buy it for this or for anything in particular. It's just when I had to buy a new PS4, I'm like, you know, it's 100 bucks more to get a better version and, you know, it's a bit more future-proof. And I didn't like how the Slims looked. I'm like, there's such a weird half-step that don't do anything special. So I just, like, got I just got the Pro. Yeah, so is there any other things that you kind of really didn't like about this game, for the most part? I hated all, like, the huge spikes in difficulty. Because yeah, despite, the, yeah. <laughs> despite the fact the game, like, just stops you constantly to talk to you about tutorials on how to do something on, like, the smallest text possible... Maybe it's just my TV, but I was like squinting to read some of the um, tutorials because they 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 bring up a bar or like a thing that's like a third of the third of your screen. Sometimes there's two lines. Sometimes there's an entire novel written there about what to do with really small font. Yeah, I th- and eventually you just start skipping through that shit because you're tired of them stopping the action for you to read. So, like, a lot of things, like, a lot of, um, apparently my materia wasn't good enough, or some someone told me some of the issues I had, like, your battle, your, um, AI partner's not building up ATB. Yeah. Like, fast enough, like, it gets annoying to switch to characters all the time. I eventually just dealt with it, but I wouldn't say it's fun. I would have rather just, like, I wanted to play as Tifa most of the game when I had her. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to switch to Barrett because after you, um, 
Like Barrett's last two weapons aren't even guns. Yeah, yeah, so no, it's, it sucks. sucks. It sucks. And like dealing, going into, I want to say chap chapter sixteen, when you're going to the Shinra building. Mm-hmm. That that whole walkway up was freaking oh, horrible because I had Barrett with the claw. Yep, same. Because I'm like, this is his best weapon. I'm trying to learn all the skills. And then, like, there's, like, oh, there's a ton of flying enemies. I'm like, why are his last two weapons not guns, then? Why aren't they just guns by default? Yeah, so that that was one thing that, that kind of irked me was, you're, you're right. With the difficulty settings for cer- certain bosses or certain mm-hmm. parts of this game was horrible. One of them was Hell House for me. Hell House wasn't fun because I think it was just, like, don't you just have Aerith and Cloud for that? You only have Aerith and Cloud, and it. I I went through Hell House at least four times, three or four times. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I th- the last way was really freaking sweaty, where it was only Cloud. I think I got through Hell House one time, but it just took me forever because I didn't have all the magic material with me, because I think it was on Tifa at the time, and I don't know if I didn't realize you could take their... Oh, take um, their their off, yeah. (laughs) So, like, I don't know if it was that, or just, like, I hadn't been using magic up through that point because nothing needed it. Like, you could just, you could just, like, chop through everything. Yeah, yeah, you can chop through your way. Yeah, like, a majority of the, of the, the game, for the most part, you can chop your way through it without really going through no problem. I think Hell House Mm -hmm. was one of those big wake-up calls to be like, hey, hopefully you were kind of mid-maxing your way through here. Otherwise, you're going to have a pretty balls time with this part. Mm. It took me a long time to start actually using magic because it wasn't necessary. So I think if you if you use... When it comes to, to the weapons, if you use their skill for that weapon, it levels up quicker. For materia, I think if you use it often, it levels up quicker, but... yeah. I mean, I spent all of my MP on healing constantly. Yeah, so healing, haste, and thunder was probably my most up around that point. Well, not even um, haste, but healing and thunder was probably the Mm -hmm. one that was top tier because all you're doing is facing robots, so thunder was one of the things that was, for the most part, useful. Um I was trying to scan shit like crazy, and that was irritating beyond all hell. I eventually stopped. Like, I didn't care anymore. They're like, oh, there's new enemies. Like, I would, like, every once in a while pop into a guide to see, like, what I was supposed to do if I died a few times. Like, okay, make sure to pop in your access material. I'm like, I don't even care, though. Like, <laughs> I, you told me the guide what what they're weak to. Why would I scan it now? Or, like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's a robot. I'm going to use lightning on it. Yep, zap, zap. For the most like, part, I don't, yeah. I don't think I use um, arrow very much at all. Despite being one of the four main ones, and I never used any of the poison material ever. Yeah. I never used bio. I I equipped it to Tifa to to her her element one, so that when she mm-hmm. does damage, she does poison damage. So it did just damage over time, just to kind of. Oh, I should have done that to kind of get that over. Apparently, a lot of guides are saying no, don't do that. But no, I was just like, no, nah, poison poison works over time. And it helps me kill them faster, <laughs> even if it's like, slowly. Even if, they, <laughs> even if they can't be poisoned, like, there's a chance of doing it. Like, it doesn't hurt you. It's not like, 
Like, it's either immune to poison to being poisoned, so it just doesn't, you know, di- like like drop down your um your strength, or like um, it, like say if you you have Blizzard stuck on there and you fight something that's resistant to ice, well, you're not doing much much damage. Like any of the non four main elementals, it doesn't matter if you have Mon or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a bonus if it works. Yeah. I do like one of the things that they, speaking of kind of going into boss fights here, I do like the fact that kind of the boss fights for each chapter was um, a rare boss fight or enemy fight that you do in that certain stage, like for the ghost, the ghost train yard place, Mm -hmm. that motorcycle guy is a rare monster that you could face. And they made them into a full blown battle. Same for Hell. House. Oh, like in the original game, yeah. Were... Yeah, because I was wondering, like when when I was going through the area where you fight all the bandits and stuff. Usually, you can encounter Hell House there, and it was a rare fight. And then I'm like, oh, so it's just a boss fight here. I thought that was cool because if you fought a bunch of different Hell Houses, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there's that Hell House is one of them. The the motorcycle guy from the ghost train is another one. There's, there's Mm -hmm. several examples throughout this game that they kind of do cool things about rare enemy types. And that, that was one thing. It, it's a love letter to like people who love minute details. Like Mm -hmm. I do like the fact that they talk about Kunsel in chapter 17, 16 or 17, 17, when you're in the Shinra building. Mm. And if you know who Kunsel is, he is the soldier grade two in Crisis Core, who is a friend of Zack. And ironically, Cloud now, <laughs> as they wrote into this game. So, like, a lot of mm. Crisis Core things they kind of did. Like, the. what what What's his name? Motorcycle Dude. Uh, Roche. Roche. So, he. He's the same type of class as Cloud and Zack was in the game, and he uses the broadsword, the same sword that you start in with Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of yeah. minute There's details, a lot of nods. A lot of nods here and there, which I do like. But that, that that's yes. for a friend, like, people who actually really do like Seven, and I did like Crisis Core. So, like, a lot of nods I love Crisis, Crisis Core. Core. Is just fan fan freaking fantastic. I wish they had Genesis. Even counting, <laughs> but <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Even counting this in, um, Crisis Core is still the best piece of seven like uh, media in general. It's still the best one because it's the one with the most uh, characterization, or just I feel like it's the one with the most personality of all of them because it doesn't shy away from being a little goofy. Like there's an entire scene in Crisis Core where Zach is yelling at Sephiroth over the phone, and Sephiroth just like hangs up on him. I like stuff like that. That's a, it's a good scene. He's just like yelling at Sephiroth, and Sephiroth, like, you see him just like pull away from the phone and hang up from him, or hang up on him. Yeah. So, like, speaking of character development, there there was a lot here for a lot of the minor characters, especially with Avalanche and mm. Chapter Four, Chapter Four, and probably Chapter. Let's see, Chapter Four and Chapter Nine were probably my favorite chapters. Because Which one was nine? It is Walmart. Yeah. Okay. Walmart is just a Yakuza game. Yeah. No. Well, that's one of the reasons why I loved loved it because I was like, this is just Yakuza, and <laughs> I freaking love Yakuza, and I just love like the little bits here and there. And 
chapter four was so much things for character development for Avalanche and Biggs and Wedge and Jesse specifically. And I did like the fact that mm. we got to spend more time with them before everything fell down. <laughs> okay, so like I know we're jumping forward a little bit. Did the plate fall in the original game too? Yeah, but no, no one got warned. So everyone died. Okay. So that's one thing that they kind of changed. So some people made it out. I'm pretty sure Jesse's parents are dead because they were on top of the plate. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they did. It seems like anyone, anyone under the plate, I'm pretty sure like 90% of those people got out. Yeah. So Or, or something like that. Yeah, like, like 90%. But then on top of the plate, a lot of them, I think, all died. Yeah. So... In the original seven, there was no warning, get everyone out of here kind of thing, so everyone died. <laughs> so that that's one thing that kind of changed, and obviously kind of hinting towards the end here, uh, Wedge made it alive. Or was it Biggs? So, <laughs> so is is he still alive? Or is it a question mark? I mean, he, he opened his eyes, I just assumed... <laughs> Oh wait, not that's Biggs. Biggs, yeah. So Biggs opened his eyes, and I so that's that's something new. Wedge, I don't know. He got yeeted out of there by the, the space ghost. See, I don't know if he got killed or thrown out of the building, or if they just blocked him from getting to to like the to the crew in the Shinra building. Because he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help or something like. He says something along the lines of that, but I don't know if they just stopped him because they kept saying that the the um the shadowy cloak people or whatever they just stop people from altering fate that's some weird thing that's a whole thing that we have to get to as well so i think they just blocked him yeah so i think they blocked him and kind of put they didn't yeet him out of the building and killed him i think they just prevented him interfering with the story at the point where he was supposed to be dead already Mm Hmm. so that that that's my take on it. I think he's still alive, so that makes me really freaking sad that the only person that got killed was Jesse. <laughs> well, we we still don't. Well, she she did. We did see her die technically, but we also saw Biggs die, so she could be alive still. They just might not have shown her. Yeah. I mean, it, kind of with the ending, everything's thrown out. Yeah. In a way. So. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll touch on the Shadow Destiny people or the Space Time mm-hmm. Ghosts, as I lovingly call them. This is this is where like, my my joke of playing playing two games of of Space Time Ghosts interfering with everything kind of comes into fruition because with with um, Death Stranding and this game now, there's two games that have these kind of ghostly figures interfering. Yeah, so we're going to have to bring them up now anyway because they're so prevalent throughout the entire thing. And they're a new character. Yeah, they're a new character. Basically, they they weren't in the original. It's these shadowy cloak people that... It's it's explained that anytime people try and alter the like the events of what are supposed to happen, they will interfere to make sure Destiny plays out as planned. Yeah. So, obviously, that kind of... it It's inferred with several things. Like, for example... Who was it that got injured for the for the the lamp bombing, the sector five bombing? Was it Biggs? No, it was Wedge. Wedge got injured. So mm. 
they originally in this game they inter- they implied that Cloud wasn't originally going to go on this mission. Mm. No, it wasn't Wedge. It was Jesse. Jesse got injured and yeah, Wedge Jesse had, got hurt. And Wedge stayed stayed back to look over her. And the, the whole space goes trying to interfere with everything because Cloud needs to go on this mission <laughs> because that's how it mm. was in the original game. So any like minute things that wasn't part of the timeline, they kind of course corrected. Same for how R- R- Raj and Rude wasn't even able to get Eris when they were at the chapel. Yeah, because they weren't supposed to take her yet. Yeah, not yet anyway. And now getting into kind of like the ending here, now that you guys killed Destiny, I I want to see how things will play out now. That mm-hmm. that could mean a multiple of things. One of the things is, so Sephiroth seems to wanted to be free of Destiny, and that's why he coaxed them into that world. That's mm. my, my, my whole belief here. My theory is now that Sephiroth is still well alive and he needed Destiny to be killed so that he can win without Destiny interfering with his plans, without life force and all that stuff interfering with the meteor getting dropped. So with- if it sounds weird that we're like balancing back and forth, it's really hard to address anything in earlier in the game after you beat it because the end explains things that make the beginning of the game make more sense. Yeah, yeah. So if we're all over the place, sorry about that. <laughs> it's kind of because the game was also all over its pl- all over the place too. Because until you figure out what the shadowy cloak people are, you're just like, okay, this is just something new added in. But once you beat the game and find out what they are, it's like, oh, this changes everything that I thought about the beginning of the game. Yeah. Because they just like flat out say like they are trying to make sure that you basically stick to the original story, and at the end of the game, you stop them from being able to keep you on the path of the original game story. The ending basically implies that the next few parts or the next parts going forward will not be the original story at all, or will not be exactly the same story and yeah. have more deviation. Yeah. So, spoilers for the original part of Seven. Earth could live. Yeah. So there's that. Because they've already shown, like, because at the end of the game, um, Biggs wakes up, or his he he's alive after thought him have died when the plate fell, because he was dead on the tower. Yeah. And then, um, just and then like Wedge is not supposed to be alive still at that point either. Be, like it towards the end of the game because he was supposed to have died when the plate fell. Yeah, and one one of the bigger outliers thing that I I my heart kind of jumped and I yelled no was when Barrett died. Yeah, because Barrett gets killed, but then it turns out he didn't because a ghost friend possessed his body and made sure he didn't die. Yeah, or did See, healing healing jutsu or whatever magic ghost magic there to make sure that the wound that he suffered from Sephiroth was non-existent. Hmm. So before I even got through the end of the game, people had already told me the ending. They're like, the ending of the game is is really weird and you might not like it because people are mad about it. So I didn't know where the game ends. So the whole time I'm playing it, I'm just trying to figure out when this game's going to end because it ends, you know, at the end of Midgar, but I don't remember where that is. So when Barrett died, I thought that was one of the things. I'm like, oh shit, our main char- one of our main characters is dead already. And it just turns out it wasn't. So I wonder if they, it would have been interesting to see if they killed him off. And him been the one that died instead. 
Yeah, it would be. It it would f- fuck with continuity for hell's sakes, but um, it 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 would be interesting to see one of the, the other characters die besides Aerith. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting take of how they're going to proceed forward. And now they introduce this whole thing of parallel universes, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's implied that there could be parallel universes. Um, nothing is directly stated. Nothing is exactly stated at all. It's just kind of inferred by the the weird Kingdom Hearts-esque final like chapter of the game. Like, you literally fight a Kingdom Hearts boss, yeah. basically. Yeah, no, it is a Kingdom Hearts boss. You, you can't have a Tetsu no Mora game without f- battling a big, giant, black, hooded creature. Mm. So, that... That's one thing that like these these spirits and like one of the things that I was kind of just like, okay, so where are we gonna go from here? So mm-hmm. could Sephiroth could win from here on? Are we gonna change the fact that well, Aerith has to sacrifice herself at the end of the whatever part series this game is? It's it's gonna be interesting <laughs> to say the least. They did say in an interview that they're like, oh, don't worry, it will still be Final Fantasy VII, it won't deviate too much, but this game has already deviated quite a bit. Yeah. Like, even as someone who hasn't really, I haven't finished the original game, or haven't gotten past, like, middle of disc 2 in a long time, but just from what I've played, this is already significantly different. Like, so much stuff, like, even with the added in stuff, like, um, the whole extra side mission with the Avalanche people, that, you know, that's not a huge change because like oh this is something extra but like as the game goes on more stuff changes and changes and like doesn't play out exactly the same way yeah uh, yeah no exactly. exactly and i'm honestly 100 percent fine with them changing it up and like going a completely different way with the story at this point i don't care oh no as someone who same. as someone who is very um salty about the remakes that i have gotten in the series i really like um like re2 and re3 remake I am 100% fine with another fandom being screwed over by their company that they like with the remake of their game. Because you guys already got a really good, like, first part. I I would hate to see the entire game, though, exactly the same, like, play out over, you know, so many years. I'd rather something new come after this because I don't even know how many parts they're going to have for this. Yeah, um, that's one of the questions that we'll get to. At, mm-hmm. at at the end here with your listener questions because they do they do ask how many parts we think it is, but so what, speaking of future iterations, what what do you got? What do you think is going to be the number one thing that you would want to change for part two or subsequent sequels for this game? For sure, like I want them if they're going to keep in like all the same you know characters like the same. I'd actually like to see a new party member added in. I think about it. if there's someone else mm. that was in the world or just something. I would. I really was hoping, like during the parts where you were running around with the avalanche trio, that you could switch to them. Oh Maybe yeah, it was just temporary. Yeah, yeah. I wish that Jesse them could have been part of your your main party. Like if, like even if they were like fixed, fixed party member, like you know, fixed experience, fixed everything on them. It would have been cool to like play as them a little bit. Just you know, just to to switch it up because you're just playing as Cloud with like two guest characters for a long time. I'd like to see Vincent and um, Yuffie in the cutscenes because they weren't in the original game, correct? No, they weren't. They weren't. So mm-hmm. this is one thing that I was kind of get to was going to ask you. Also, do you think that Vincent and Yuffie will be 
major characters in this game in the subsequent games following this because they were optional characters in the original game i think they will because i mean they went far enough to have yuffie appear in so much stuff since then because yuffie is their their cutesy you know emoto type um waifu bait character i mean she's in all the kingdom hearts games that have you know that grouping in them Mm mm-hmm she was in Advent Children. She was she even appeared in Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus. Like, peop, they they wanted to throw her in. So I think and for sure we'll see her. Vincent, I think so as well because they even gave him his own game originally, and he yeah. had um a minor part, but like still an important part in Advent Children. Yeah. And w- was he in Crisis Core? Like, or do you just like come across his body or something? I think or, you like, come across his body, but I don't think you awaken him like the mm. vampire lord he is. <laughs> So I hope they give them more to do. Um, I'm hoping Red is playable in the next game. I understand why he wasn't in this one. He's a guest character because you get him in the last, like, eight hours of the game tops. Yeah. And, like, there's no time to... Go over everything. Yeah. Like, you get him at, like, the point of no return number 15 in the game. (laughs) So, oh my god. So many times in the game, they're like, oh... Let me know when you're ready to go, because, you know, after this, we can't come back. They do this so many times. You know, that that was another thing that I was going to I was gonna bring up, too. You know, so I've been, I played two JRPGs back-to-back within inter, f- switching off of them, which was this and Royal. Mm-hmm. Both of them do this, where they like, say, know it's a, it's a of point trope. of no return, but I'm kind of just like, oh, oh, you're doing this all too much. Please stop. <laughs> Like, I don't think the characters need to tell you that. I think they could have just come up on the screen to tell you that. Because I was playing it, and right before you go into the Kingdom Hearts portal, Aerith, like, looks at you, and you're like, you know, make sure you're ready to go, because once we go through this, there ain't no coming back. And my girlfriend was there. She's just like, do they know they're in a video game? Because I think she had she had been watching me play, like, most of the game. There's The only parts she didn't see were Hojo's Labs. I think that's the only part she didn't see. So, like, she had heard that so many times. She's like, how many times are they going to ask this question? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this is written to the dialogue. Because you get to the end of that highway. Like, you go through the highway thing. You get there. You get off the bikes. There is a rest stop and a vending machine. And then a stretch of highway that ends. Of course, that's the point of no return. You can tell that because they already signposted it. Yet, they still have Aerith tell you. That you need to decide, you need to be ready to go. There's nowhere else to go. You can't go anywhere else. You're stuck there. And that's not the first time they tell you that. They told you that before the Shinra building. Now, I think they told you that before you went to Corneo. Um, they told you that several times in the in the Shinra building, in the labs. So many times. Oh, you know, you, make sure you're ready to go. Because once we go through this, we're not coming back. Oh my god. I, you know, for for that, I think it's mostly because if you want to be a freaking completionist about this, about mm-hmm. getting the all the the enemy types mm-hmm. of trying. Oh, don't forget, it, they, we're not coming back here. So all the enemy types that you see here, we'll probably never see again. So if you want to go scan them or assess them or whatever the hell you want to do, do that now. But the fact that they do it so many times, I was kind of just like befuddled <laughs> can you do much grinding in this game because one thing i kind of noticed was 
once you cleared out an area until you reloaded the game or like left significant and then came back enemies didn't respawn so i found it very hard to grind yeah so yeah it i i found that out the hard way too because it got to the point that i would go out i think it was like chapter like the first time you go into the 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 slums you go mm-hmm. out and i killed everything nothing was loading so i had to go back i waited a significant amount of time and then went out and that that was the only way that monsters were reloading and that was the only way cuz like cuz i was like i was really i was really whining and complaining during like um what was it chapter i think it was chapter 17 in the labs i was complaining a lot cuz i'm like there i can't do anything i'm like i can't grind there's nowhere to grind really in this game you have to keep going forward cuz like even if you clear that area and you go to the next part and then you're like oh you know i'm Stuck with Tifa right now, Tifa and Aerith, the two weakest members of the party, because you don't have most of the party members all the time. You're you're Cloud by yourself for a lot of the game. So like, yeah, you're a one man the... wrecking crew for the most of the part. <laughs> so towards the end of the game, like once I'm starting to get people, they'd like start they'd pair them up in teams on their own. So like eventually you have Tifa and Aerith. Well, Aerith doesn't have any moves learned because you don't have her for like a good ten hours. So, like, she didn't have any of her weapon arts learned because I had learned in between having her and getting her again how to, like, quickly level up. I had, like, because I had played this over the course of, like, basically a month. I just finished this last night. So I would take, like, a week off and come back so I'd forget. And I didn't realize that the more you use certain moves, the, the quicker that weapon, like, proficiency levels up so you can switch off it. But, like, a lot of her moves aren't good for doing that. They're like, oh, you know, you can bring up a shield. Well, you can't keep spamming the shield (laughs) because it takes too long and like some people's some weapons moves take two slots which is one of my biggest issues with the game is it takes forever to build up atb i wish you had more than two atb slots so you could always have like more stuff chained up so things took forever if you weren't cloud and like barrett i was just like trying to get him more weapons or like um more weapons and more things to learn in like the last couple chapters just because he hadn't been around forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have him during the second bombing mission, which I think is chapter six or seven, right? No, you have him like during, I think, five and six, maybe. And then he's just gone until like 13, like 12 or 13. He's gone for a long time. And you don't pick up, like, I think at least one of his weapons is locked to the Moogles, the Moogle store. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think one of them you have to get from the first, um, or from the second bombing mission. You have to have chosen the big bo- big Bertha or something. Yeah, you and have like to. His last two unlock it. <laughs> mm. And then his last two weapons aren't even guns; they're melee weapons, which would be nice to have one of those early and then one of them later, just because his two strongest weapons are not guns, and he's your ranged attacker. Yeah. I actually had to switch his weapon from his strongest, like, um, wrecking ball to the third from the last one because it was a gun just to make progress because I couldn't get close to all these enemies that were in the air. Oh, yeah. Because that, neither... The, the tower. That lead up to Shinra's tower was f- freaking horrible because I was super hard head on not switching Barrett's weapons. So I mm. my magic was through the roof at that point. That That's one thing that I wish that I could change was 
the aerial combat needs to fucking change. So only two characters can even do it. Yeah, and only Cloud and Tifa can. And if you're like one of the later ones, um, one of the later fights in the Shunder Building is is Barrett and Aerith. Yeah, and if you don't have a gun equipped to him, you're like you hope, hopefully you have enough to, like ethers and stuff because um, Aerith kind of has ranged attacks, but her attacks don't do much because she's a healing slash support class character. Like she does more than she ever did before because she has like a lot of stuff she can do, but. It's still weak, so it would take a long time to whittle that away. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that that's one thing for for the next game that I wish they fixed, and they'll fix it when they add Yuffie and Vincent. Yeah, when you have more characters, can do more things. Like with being restricted to these four characters, I think is one of the biggest weaknesses of this game because you have what you have: Kate, Sith, Sid, Yuffie, um, Vincent. And Red 13 that are not playable in this game. And almost, I think all of them, but maybe, maybe Sid could, I could see him since he's basically a dragoon, he could have some aerial combat. And like, Kate Sith, I think, is kind of stuck on the ground. Yeah, Kate Sith so is like, stuck on the ground, but. And like, Red, I think, can jump in the air, because I mean, we see him, you have to use him as like a really slow pro- like progression thing to get progression switches track, so he can yeah. jump around. Yeah, so- oh my god, that takes forever for him to do that. Like you, you'll walk up to an area. This happens with a lot of different things where you have to have your other character do something. So you'll walk up to an area. You'll slow down to a stop. The camera will fix in place, and then the other character will slowly walk to where they need to go, and you're just waiting for a button prompt to come up. Or like you can hit, you can get there and hit triangle to get him to run across, but. You still have to wait for him to get there. And once you get to things that you need to do, everyone slows down to a crawl walk speed wise. So something that should take like five seconds will take a full minute. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of continuing on off of this for a little bit of story beat here. So there was like several things that changed through each person's like playthrough so like i i need to ask who was there with you on the the destiny battles um i had tifa and barrett for the first part and then barrett ran off to go fight the big guy and then i got Aerith. okay so i i had Aerith. um who who was who was your party for sephiroth it was Cloud, then Aerith, then Tifa. Okay. Okay, so that didn't change. So me and you got the same. Who did you meet in the garden at Aerith's Aerith's house after the plate fall fell? Um So there, there there's three options, supposedly. I, I've only know of two. I never got the third one, but the third one apparently exists. I got Tifa. Okay, so I, I got I got Tifa also. So supposedly so can you get Barrett there. You can get Barrett there. Um, Barrett and Aerith. Barrett is if you don't spend a lot of time with the girls. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> How do you get Aerith there? She's gone. Aerith is like it's in your your head, like a, 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 oh, okay. a like a vision of her appears, trying to cheer hmm. you up from everything that was going on. Gotcha. So apparently that's what happens. So there, there, there's three different little tasks there, and then which outfit did you check, pick for Tifa? I just need to know uh, for my my Tifa got the, I guess. 
She got the very Japanesely looking outfit. Um, Aerith got the. I think she got the red dress. Everyone keeps um, using as a, uh, like you know the screenshots with her in the um, yeah, yeah 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 the folding chair, and then Cloud got like I think the gothic Lolita one. Okay, so I, I think I got the same except Tifa's one. Tifa's one was the the more sexy looking one. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I found an image of exactly the ones I got. Here, let me send you it. It's this just happened to be exactly what I got. <laughs> Because yeah, I think I said something exotic for her. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah, I yeah. said something. Yeah, something exotic. So I I got the exact same for Aerith and Cloud, but Tifa's one is the um, the much more mature looking dress. It's interesting how Square does did this game, and you can, you can honestly tell that Nomura is still freaking pissed that. Versus fifteen, uh, versus thirteen was taken from it, especially with this mm. game because literally he just said, "Hey, you think we're doing the same old thing about seven story? Nah, we're gonna rip everyone's expectation about this." And I don't mind that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they're doing enough of the same. Like, there's not much cut; just some stuff has changed. Like coming from playing um, Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, um, Resident Evil Three Remake where majority of the game was just cut and replaced with something else, where, like, it almost doesn't even resemble the original game. I think fans, when they're getting mad at the changes in this game, like, you guys have it so good right now. Like, you, you have it so good, you have no idea. Yeah. I I, I can kind of agree with it. And, you know, seeing how your reaction was with Resident Evil 3, because, like I said, I, I never did play the original RE3 or um, Nemesis, so I I didn't know how much did change, but I did notice that it felt empty at certain parts. With with this mm-hmm. game, like e- even though I knew certain points of the story did change, it didn't take away from my experience. I don't know why. Mm. I I I understand why people are mad, but it doesn't really bother me, and I accept that. <laughs> One thing I did notice because after I finished the game, I did go around and try and see what people's reactions are. A lot of people just basically wanted the original game with better graphics, which is not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going like, no to happen. You just play the Steam version. Mm-hmm. That That's the and then, penultimate one, supposedly. <laughs> and then one thing I wanted, I was curious too that came across in a comment was people want to know how people who were new to this one entirely felt about the game. Because some things were weird that they did. Like, Sephiroth is around the entire time in the game. I don't think you see him in most of Midgar in the original game. No, I don't you, think you see him till the Shin Rebellion. I, I don't think you even see him. You, they mention him because they, mm-hmm. they mentioned that the sword was there and stuff. But I don't... I, I'm trying to remember if you even see him in the in Midgar. Mm-hmm. But he is I, super prevalent in the story with the, the Ghost of Destiny. And I... I, I I, I want to say maybe because of that alternate reality stuff mm-hmm. is I, I don't think we can get to the fan theory thing here. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get to, I, it. I think they had him around here more because of the way that they're doing the game to have a remake of the game and not have Sephiroth in it would be a huge missed opportunity for them. Cause even with new people coming in, they know, most people would know who Sephiroth is just from cultural osmosis. He's in all the other Final Fantasy media. He's one of the most popular villains in the series. 
you expect to see him what's, even if he wasn't there originally. What What's funny is so like, um, I don't I I don't know how the popular people took to the zeitgeist of this, but looking at Amazon, it isn't on here now. But for the longest while after Final Fantasy VII remake was was sold for I think at least three three or four weeks here. Final Fantasy VII Evan Children was the was one of the highest foreign movies sold on Amazon. Because, Which is really funny because none of that stuff matters yeah, anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The only scene that matters was the first 10 seconds of the, of the movie because it was featured in the game. <laughs> was that the part with Red? Yeah, Red and his, Red and his children. And th- mm. it's funny because you know how he says that, well... If that's our future, if we continue this way, mm-hmm. it it shows that they 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 lose, and and that I, I it never dawned upon me that the Advent Children scene with them as with with him and his his new clan, so to speak, was years away after. <laughs> it never, oh, it's like hundreds of years later. Yeah, it never dawned on me when I first watched it. Even now, like I was just like, oh. So everyone died, <laughs> and the the planet ended up being a wasteland anyway. <laughs> so it never dawned on me until he mentions that in the game and remake, and I'm like, oh, okay, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> but you know, I I like this game to a point. I wish the aerial combat could change. I but that's just I wish the, the combat in general. Like, <laughs> there's good ideas there. I just feel like it's very frustrating because they had huge difficulty spikes with i i really think you had to be very familiar with the original game to understand the importance of materia in this game a lot of it hinges on it being played by people who experienced the original or are very fond of it because if you played the original you know to keep switching out your materia constantly for me um i just set certain things because i'm like i don't I'm just going to find things that work for multi-purpose because I don't want to keep messing with this for one. And I think that was why I had such a hard time with certain things. Like, there's huge difficulty spikes anyway. Like, that's just how the game's built. There's a lot of, uh, like, checks to make sure that you're doing what they want you to do without them explaining it. But, like, I feel like a lot of the combat could be improved. One, I don't think blocking and guard and, um, dodging do anything. Blocking does stuff sometimes, but so much stuff is unblockable or does enough damage anyway, it doesn't matter. Dodging does nothing. Dodging is completely useless. I don't even know why it exists. I think it's just there to help you cover more ground quickly in battle because you can't run. Uh, so yeah, that, that's the the combat needs like a huge overhaul. I think the blueprints were there, but mm-hmm. I think with this next game they need to do a little bit more more digging and it it will help out with the more additional aerial fighting characters there (laughs) so yeah because like that needs to be fixed um i just think either the dodge needs to be because even the way it's meant right now since they decided to factor in that um turn-based style combat where like it auto battles i think it's more like a xenoblade setup in that yeah. I think a lot of the combat's held back because it has to work for both types that you can switch between, I think, throughout the game. So that's the biggest thing is like they really need to pick one or the other. Because since you the dodging doesn't do anything because it's based on your evasion skill anyway. 
So they need to either make it more of an action RPG or make it back to being a turn-based one. It's too much in the middle of how the, the combat works. They definitely either need to give you more ATB bars or charge faster for your teammates because I shouldn't have to give them all these extra things just for them to perform basic actions. Or just and for them ha- to survive. <laughs> yeah, and I hate having to change between characters all the time because, say, you're up against an enemy that like only Cloud can really do any damage to. Why do I have to change to Tifa and Barrett who aren't doing any damage or Tifa and Aerith who aren't doing any damage when Cloud's the only one who can mm. just to get them to build up ATB by, you know, basically or potentially even getting hurt by doing no damage because you have to hit something for it to really speed up just for them to like heal. And definitely items need to be taken off the ATB bar entirely. Give me a cooldown or a separate meter or something because I don't know how many times a party member died, I brought them back and they were di- killed immediately because I didn't have any ATB because I couldn't attack the enemy because oh, yeah. they have a shield yeah. or something. Because, like, the riot members, if you are troopers carry the shield, if you hit them, um, like, in the front, you get thrown back. And it's really hard to get around them because you need to have someone distract them. So if your party members are dead, you're kind of at a just restart the battle situation sometimes. Just restart, the, let yourself die and restart the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can understand that. Like... There, there are certain things that they did with this game was combat-wise was just very interesting and like to the point of having the ATB gauge being felt. I don't need a skill like Aerith gets a a ATB like grid summon thing where mm-hmm. it, it speeds up the fact that you could get ATB faster. Oh, was it the ATB ward type thing? Yeah. I don't need to summon that almost every single battle just so that I could survive. I don't need Mm. that kind of minute details there. It does help. I want it to be there for the helpness, but I don't need it to be 50% why my battles are are won. (laughs) Mm. Like, the battle system is good, but I don't think it has much depth. It's a very shallow... It's a very... It's serviceable but shallow. Like it's it gives the illusion of being deep, but I mean you're just mashing square and then triangle and then back to square. Like you can there's only so many combos you can pull off. And you're just once you start learn certain moves, you don't do anything else. Once Cloud learns counterattack, every the, other move he have is completely useless. No one yeah, cares. It's it's like, the most beat, broken thing in the game. <laughs> I think I was carried through most of the final section. Once I it clicked that counterattack was overpowered and could um, pressure almost every enemy, including Sephiroth. Um, I just tried to set up as best as I could. I mean, I'd mess up sometimes because Sephiroth, like, he changes up his attack patterns here and there. And um, when you're fighting those um, those color-coded um, spirit things, um, the Arbiter things, sometimes one would, like, you know, you're, you're, you're um, you know, timing for the one in front of you to do it so sometimes you'll set it up and then someone else will hit you so you'll hit the other guy instead so like it, it, it's not perfect but i mean like i i saw no reason to use the other characters during that like and then um when tifa learns uh star storm was it there's no reason to use any for other moves yeah that that's 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 t- so totally true and that you know there there's one thing i also wanted to ask is for the next game, what is the one character that you kind of want to see more of from that was introduced in this game? Like side character or main character or anything? Yeah, anything. 
I definitely want to see more of Red because I don't remember how much of a big plot point he had in the original game. I, yeah. I, I like his characterization in this one, and I would like to see more of him just because I don't remember and I'm not very familiar with him. Because even in the extended stuff, um, he barely got any screen time in Advent Children. He's not in Crisis Core or he's not a real character in Crisis Core. In Dirge of Cerberus, no one played that, so it doesn't matter. So I'd like to see more of him. Um, I'd like to see more of Wedge and Biggs if they're both still alive. Because I really like that chapter where you're with like the three Avalanche guys. I really like that chapter a lot. That was probably my favorite part of the game. That was the highlight. The game peaked it there in Chapter 4. Yeah, in Chapter 4. And, <laughs> and then it lulled for a bit, then it came back in the wall market section and then i just feel like it went downhill from there yeah so as i I would love to see more of wall market but because we're not going back to midgar Mm. i would want to see more of chadley no (laughs) no there's a specific reason for that because like finding out who he is like is that that's optional because i didn't find him yeah because I like I uh, kept seeing things like oh Chadley's real identity and then like I just never saw him again. Yeah. So seeing Chadley was very interesting. So is, is it okay that I spoil you for this? Oh, I know he's a Shinra intern. I just end up like looking at it. Well, he's not just an intern. He's a robot. <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> yeah, he's a robot that was by Hojo. And Where do you find this out in the game? Because I was trying it's, to figure it's that out. When you when you finish it, when you finish when you finish his last mission, he he goes. Okay, you know, I didn't finish all of them. I was employed by Hojo to assist with his research, and then he's a cyborg. He's a robot, <laughs> and he breaks free of control using the research that you do with Cloud. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't finished all of his research. So I was trying to figure out like how do I? He was just gone. So. Yeah, he because the last part, like the only reason why I found that out was because I was doing all the side quests, and that's how I was able to beat it. Because <laughs> that that last, I just thought I would have. I thought I would have seen him in the last area or something. Because like, I just didn't have anything left for him to do. Because I, you know, I just I don't remember where to find more variants of stuff. Yeah, or like whatever. So his one is you know doing the virtual battles. Mm-hmm. And the virtual battles are balls to the wall difficult. Mm-hmm. So you do the summon battles, and probably Bahamut is the hardest boss in the game. I died so many fucking times to him. I didn't get Bahamut or Le- Leviathan. Yeah, so they're the last two. Leviathan and then Bahamut. And then there's another like super boss after Bahamut that you face. And during that battle, he summons Ifrit. <laughs> he summons Ifrit. <laughs> Which is god fucking difficult. I hated it. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess Ifrit's the only one you don't fight. Yeah, Ifrit's the only one you don't fight, so... You fight him in this one. <laughs> god. I'm but, considering going back and doing some cleanup stuff for the game. I'm just not sure I'm ready to do that yet. <laughs> Yeah, so like, I was very angry going through it last night. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. So, Chadley's story, I would like to see a little bit more highlighted on after that because he literally just goes, "Okay, bye," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so when when he breaks free and then he just 
begins new life somewhere else. So I think this is how you're going to get also get extra materia in the mm. next game. Yeah, they'd have to bring him back for that because it's kind of established that like summon materia is made by Chadley. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's very very interesting, and of course, I would love to see more more character development on the Avalanche people as well. So, dude, I saw something really funny in a YouTube comment. Someone was want, wanting them to add uh, Yuffie, Sid, and um, um, Vincent as DLC characters to this game. Oh my! Fucking I don't know if they. Ha- I don't know how far they had got into it, but they really did a bad job of explaining this was only part one to people. <laughs> I, I you, you would think like they, remember they, most people don't follow games media it's yeah, just really people like us so like because like my girlfriend I told her I'm playing the remake she's like oh is it the whole game or she's like oh really I'm like but it's only like part one she's like what do you mean it's part one I'm like they're they're doing it in parts because most people just like hear their their game coming out they don't watch trailers they don't look keep up the news they're just gonna buy it yeah god I'd hate to get to the end of that and like after forty hours and be like that's it. Because <laughs> okay, oh yeah, that's, that, that that's another thing. How how long did it take you to beat this game? Took me thirty eight hours. Thirty eight hours. Okay, but I didn't do everything. Yeah, I, so. the only thing I did, I did all the side missions. I didn't do the last of the pull ups for Tifa because I just didn't care at that point. Um, I apparently missed some summons. I didn't know I missed them. I thought there just weren't any more. Yeah. Um, I didn't go back and like I haven't gone back to do any of the extra stuff with chapter selection. But everything I could do feasibly, I did. Yeah. So it took me about 70 hours to, to beat this game. But it's mostly because I did nearly almost everything the game had to offer besides doing hard mm. mode. <laughs> Are there like um, like a celestial or the different weapons and stuff in this game? Yeah. Is it something that's only in hard mode? I think so. I, I haven't really bothered to kind of... Okay to to look at it i enjoyed it like i i would highly recommend it if you guys are interested but i find it weird to lock content behind a difficulty yeah because like there's some stuff only available in hard mode i'm like why that's just so weird because if people are playing on easy mode with the classic one i'm like so they just miss out on content because it's locked behind hard mode yeah well at least I mean, it isn't, pe- at least it isn't dlc no, I'm really hoping the DLC is just limited to the, those three summons. Yeah, because if it's if they release any more DLC for this game, it's going to be a real sketch. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't think they would like. They, there's no season pass or anything. They, if they were going to do a season pass, they would have freaking advertised the hell out of it already. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if there is going to be additional DLC. The Square could surprise me, which they always do with with Final Fantasy stuff. I and, feel like maybe it might be like thirteen two or something where you, they maybe they'll release new arena challenges. Yeah, maybe arenas. Yeah, I could see like that. maybe you can get more summons that way if they had made it. Where it wasn't just buying the summon outright, and you got like more stuff to do to earn it, I probably would have less of an issue. I'd still be mad about it, but if it was more to do, because I think maybe since it's going to be about what two or three years till we see the next part. Yeah, supposedly, like they have the engine. So this they they said that it's going to be much more quicker to turn out mm. parts of this game because mm. they already have the engine. The majority of this game was getting the engine to run parts of this game. And because they already finished it, they already have most of everything 
pre-built, they can just go off of that and make more things using the engine they have. They didn't have yeah, to. I mean, they can they can just keep reusing character models and stuff too. Like yeah, everything from this game that was not a location can be completely reused. And I mean, they can depend on like how they do the next areas. Nothing's as dense as Midgar. Mm. Nothing is as big as Midgar once you leave Midgar. Everything's mo- smaller towns and stuff. And if they only do, you know, like maybe you know three or four towns per area or something like that, or a couple dungeons, like they could easily like get this out like even as early as like i think they could even have one out as early as next year yeah the end of next year probably Mm -hmm. like i could see holiday next year being part two yeah but with that i guess did you want to bring up anything before we continue on to questions here um the only thing is i just want a mini rant i really wish i hope in the next game like because they're the new unreal engine is coming out so i'm hoping if they move on to that or just somehow fix this um, I really want them to stop doing things that lock your perspective and make you slow walk. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. I, I understand. absolutely hate that, and they do it so much in the game, because they want you to look at something, and I just get infuriated when I have to do this. Yeah, no, I noticed... I so mad. I, I noticed this with Unreal, like, a whole lot. Like I said, this Guess game... another Unreal game does that? <laughs> oh. Gears of War. Gears of War. Because it's the Gears of War forced walking segments. Yeah. Well, not only Gears of War, but, like, other games, like, like, Last Jedi, Fallen Order is, does this all the fucking time, where they want you to pinpoint, oh, hey, you know, there's this, this point that you gotta be looking, and I want to go explore on this right side. No, 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 we're gonna fix the camera and make you walk extremely slow to to get to that area until you zip your way over there. I'm just like, oh my, oh my god, that made me so mad during the last um during that the bo- the boss fight on the motorcycle at the end because it it locked your camera to like, okay, like so imagine a camera is like down by your foot and looking up at your ass yeah and that's basically where the camera was so you couldn't see the whole left side yeah of, um, and, and where so it was. when he when he runs over you <laughs> that and like i couldn't figure out how to um because i thought like if i let go of acceleration i would like drop back so i could actually not get hit you have to hit the brake and then you get put so far back during this fight and then you have to like keep you have to like accelerate while also holding the guard button which is both l like r1 and l and r2 you have to hold both those buttons which makes it slower because you're being shot at so you have to have the guard up just to get up to the thing to like you know take out its wheels and then it flips around so you have to move to the other side to take out the wheels you're trying to take out it was a very annoying boss fight and what the most frustrating part was i kept hearing all of my characters in the other car say their lines that they'd say when they would heal me but they're not healing you during that time <laughs> It's like, oh, t- like, oh, um, maybe this will help. I'm like, who are you talking to? You didn't heal me. <laughs> Only Red 13 heals you like a couple times. And they're all just like saying their battle quotes and not doing anything. <laughs> it was super weird. I was like, is this a glitch? All right. So we do have some questions from my Discord server. Um, some are from a little further back. Um, some are from today. Um, just because I told people we weren't going to do anything about the Final Fantasy VII remake last time we recorded. And they asked anyway because people are defiant. <laughs> Um, first one we had was Alabama Tofu. What did y'all think of Final Fantasy VII Remake? It's okay. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's I would... Let's just say this much. I don't think I would have finished it if it wasn't for the, the predicament that we're in right now. <laughs> Let's uh-huh. just say this much. This game was a slog at some certain times. Oh, such a slog. Like, everything from Chapter 
14 onward, which sucked. It, it, it was a huge slog at literally certain points of this game that if if I didn't have this whole quarantine thing going on right now, I think it would took me a much longer time to finish this Oh, game. I wouldn't be done with it. I yeah. finished it because, one, um, I did it for Retrosaurus. Go look at that. I did it, a whole thing about Final Fantasy VII. There's not... I mean, there's less spoilers in that than there are for this. I don't typically finish RPGs quickly. They t- I like to take my time with them. Oh, yeah. And, like, I even took, like, a month, and it still feel like I rushed through it. Yeah, I... It... Going through this, this game, and Royale, back-to-back... I spent nearly 200 hours on JRPGs, and I'm done. <laughs> I don't need mm-hmm. to touch another JRPG for a while. <laughs> I'm happy I'm done with 7, because I want to like play another RPG, but I don't want to... I wanted to finish this, or else I never would have done it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it's... It's fine. There's a lot of things I find really annoying about it. Anyone who thinks it's a perp- perfect game, or even, like, a masterpiece game, is an, I think they're an idiot. I'm yeah, just gonna say it out. I, if you think this game is a masterpiece or perfect, you're an idiot, I, and you have never played another game before in your life. I don't care if that's mean. It just there's, no, this you, is a I, I, I agree. game. I would agree with that too. There are great points with this game, but there's also a lot of flaws with this game that needs to be pointed out. It's not a ten out of ten game, for that matter. It's a great game for what it's what it's doing and what it's doing for the franchise but mm. it's not a masterpiece of a game or a near perfect game it it has its it has its hits when it's good it's really good when it's bad it's it's the worst, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> like there are points where like the game only has open sections in it like cuz let's see you have an open section in 7th heaven or um se- sector 7 in wall market in Sector 5, I think, is where Aerith lives. And then, like, it's, like, Sector 7, Sector 5, Wall Market, Sector 5 again. And, like, the game kind of plays out the exact same way. Like, two or three chapters of linear, open area. Two or three chapters of line- of um linear, open area. And it does that throughout the game. And, like, there's only sub-quests and, like... Like, you get four batches of them, and each time you have an open area, the entire fourth set of them, the entire chapter 14, all of those could be cut in nothing... The entire sub-quest in general could be cut and nothing of value would be lost. Because you could just repurpose things like Chadley being a main part of the story. He's the only sub-quest that gives you anything important. Yeah. But, like, I... Like, the... I guess the, the stupid... Johnny could be cut. Johnny could be cut. He's a uh, waste of time. <laughs> he, he, he was a dumb idiot. I, I He was another character that I was like... He was just I, he was just the, play, the play, guy that played Yosuke in um, Persona 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which made it worse for me. <laughs> Yeah, Johnny was something. <laughs> now on the flip side, what was your favorite thing? Barry asking, "What is your favorite thing from four, from seven? Because we just I just complained. What is your favorite thing from it? The character development. That that's probably mm. one of my favorite things from this game. That they went into a lot of character development for not only the main four, but all the background characters, like Avalanche. Mm. Like like I said, chapter four and chapter chapter nine were probably my favorite chapters in this because they gave so much character development to so many different people in the game i think they even like gave marlene um a good amount of development despite the fact she's not around a lot for like a little girl like you get a bit more of an idea like this is barrett's daughter because in the original game like you kind of see her a couple times and like who cares 
But yeah. like here you like her being around and seeing her interact with Barrett and like actually seeing his like dad side of him more. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. really helped like give him a lot more character by helping her have more characterization. Yeah, it it didn't make Barrett seem like the typical <laughs> typical black guy. <laughs> like no, he was a stereotypical like 90s black stereotype. Yeah. That that, that is his characterization in the original game. This one still had that quite a bit, and that was my worry the entire time, was that he was the only big stereotype still in it, and it lessened throughout the game. Like, he still had his, like, very, I guess, more, like, comical take on that, but, like, he becomes more of a person in this one, and, like, he's still ready to, like, you know, say y'all and, like, shoot people, but, I mean, like, he's just, he's, like, he's, like, running with adrenaline the entire game. Yeah, so the that and just the wall marker is probably my favorite thing, but but mm-hmm. that's because it is Yakuza the game, and just the I was very afraid that they weren't gonna do the the honeybee cl- in. Well, yeah, 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 the honeybee in. They weren't gonna do that because of huh, you know how we are. <laughs> It's a but, it's a very campy thing. Like it's done better than the original game. It's still mm... well. Let's just say this much. I was afraid that they were going to pull back on it because it was already kind of much in the original game. But they were like, you know, fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna go to eleven with this, and I don't mind that. I wish there was more dancing. Well, better dancing. I wish. I that. wish because <laughs> like all the little mini games, they put so much effort into them, but they had a single stage or like. Like I like one I hated how they did the musical scene for um for that because like you have like these little shiny bits and bobs flying around the screen yeah and like hiding the button prompt behind the characters yeah yeah that, that, like, that, was, that was a little tricky uh, as that, someone that, who likes rhythm games I was just like who came up with this who came up with this to be a timed thing yeah <laughs> like at least tell me ahead of time on the side like uh, it could have been anywhere else on the screen to show me when button prompts are coming up but like. There's just so much going on. The camera keeps moving. It's like Cloverfield in there. And you're waiting to hit like a button. <laughs> yeah. Like, and- <laughs> I, I feel like it needed to be just on the bottom. And it could be magical with the, the, the dance stuff. But you want to pay attention to the dance. And mm. it being behind things, in front of things, interfering, bedazzled, everything. Kind of was like taking away from because the I was experience. looking for the button. <laughs> I was yeah. looking for the button the whole time instead of like wa- paying attention to the dance. I had to like rewatch it later. Like I found like a um, YouTube video of someone who did it perfectly just so I could see what the whole thing was. Yeah. But I wish there was more. Like the mini games that were there, I think most of them were complete waste. Like there's one where you have to do like a steam valve thing with Tifa and Aerith, and it's stupid. And then there's like the whole thing where you have to move around like um, a robot hand that is as slow as molasses with Aerith. That could have been cut. <laughs> Most of the mini games have been cut, and I wish they would have like up the mu- the music ones. I mean, there's more stages to the squatting and pull ups than there are the music thing. Oh yeah, in a game where they focused heavily on the music, which is my favorite part of the game, is just the music. Uh, and yeah. like, it's just like I would have loved to have like in the Walmart. I'm like, why is there no karaoke section? Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if Bakamitai just showed up in there. <laughs> Like, if they would have just had, like, a dude that looked like Kiryu in the background somewhere, that would have been fantastic. Let's see. Let me see if we have some more questions. Um, um, Barry asks, how many, um, do you think part two will release in this decade? Yeah, I'm sure it will come out here in a couple of years. Yeah. Like I said, if, if they were saying everything that they were saying is true, then I wouldn't, 
without a shadow of a doubt, probably winter 2021. Like, I don't know if we'll see another one on PS4. I think we'll see a cross-generational release of the next part, at least. Yeah. Um, But I don't think we'll see the entire game on PS4. In Xbox, or it's not an Xbox one. I don't know when, if it, when or if it's going to come out on there. I don't think the Xbox One could maybe run the game. No, it probably could. Probably could. It, should, it would probably, see, because I keep thinking of, like, how PS3 was, like, really weird, but it's not like that anymore. Um... So I think we'll see it within a couple years. How many more sequels do you think there will be? So, I'm going to take the dice roll and say five. Five? I I think four, because the final disc doesn't have a lot on it. Yeah, it's just just the last part. And I think Midgar is, what, like two-thirds of the the first disc? Yeah. So I, I could probably see the entire rest of part disc one being part two. Yeah. I can see it maybe being four, five tops. Yeah, five would probably be the max, in my opinion. Because based on... I just keep talking over you, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Um, I keep... At least, um, since they did show a lot of elements from Crisis Core in it, like, they had one of the most famous scenes from Crisis Core recreated. Yeah. Like, are two of the biggest ones in there recreated. So I could see maybe more flashbacks to that stuff happening. So if they encompass more stuff from Crisis Core... Um, even elements from like before crisis stuff like that and like i could see more uh, taking a couple more games but it seems like with the way the the end of the game went it's implying that the next few games might play out differently so it could either take more games or less if they decide to cut or um, streamline certain areas or add more in i'm hoping they change quite a bit up to be honest because i don't same Same. the, the original game exists and it's not like, like the first part here was 40 hours. It could have been 20. That was, I feel like everyone that's a big fan of this game has already gotten more than they really. Bargain. Yeah. Yeah. Bargained for. <laughs> you guys got more than you bargained for. You got more than you deserve for a remake to be completely honest. I don't think you guys need, um, you know, five games of like one to one remake. I really hope they change up more stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's that's the answer on that. I don't know where else to go with that. Barry's last question: Tifa or Aerith? My answer is Jesse. Jesse. Yep. Yep. If it yeah. was between those two, if it had to be between those two, that is a tough one because they changed a lot. The lot, the emotional drama that Tifa did throughout the first couple chapters really hooked me. Mm-hmm. But just how wacky and zany Aerith was is really endearing also but if i had to do hearts of hearts it's jesse it wouldn't be those two like i would just say jesse or biggs because they're i like them so much better (laughs) than tifa and Aerith. like i like Aerith, but she's just like too zany and feels forced a lot of the time yeah it's honestly one of my favorite scenes oh sorry go ahead sorry it seems like they took the minor part of her character development that she did in crisis core and just ramped it to 11 of that personality Mm. (laughs) one of my favorite bits about Aerith was it was at the end of the shinra building it's like you red 13 and barrett and some people storm in um the guy that plays bender i forgot the name of his character but the big bearded guy who has like the comic book or the comic or uh, sorry the cartoon villain laugh, yeah, he's played by Waka slash Bender. He comes <laughs> in, he's just like, "Who do you think you are?" And then like they all sound off, and someone's like, 
like yeah member of avalanche she's like a, a florist and then the guy, then red's just like what a laboratory like dog rat or something like that and i'm just <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck is this scene <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of like all three of their characterizations right there <laughs> oh kind of following up on tifa era thing tofu asked what are your opinions on the way they handled tifa and Aerith's personality swap because they kind of swapped how they were i remember tifa being more bubbly yeah and Aerith being more reserved yeah i i like it because like just this this is where voice acting goes a long way because i i've how i imagined it in my head originally where where Tifa was always the outgoing, rough, tomboy girl next door kind of thing, and Aerith mm. was the 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 sweet and quiet, reserved girl. Now, in this world, it seems like Tifa only needs to fight when she has to, and when mm. she does, she will kick ass. While Aerith mm. is going to be the rowdy one because she knows what she got, kind of thing. And I don't like, mind that. I, I don't mind so much. I mean, after coming from the Resident Evil remakes, where they change up the personalities of the characters quite a bit. Like, um, original Jill in three is fairly like, like no nonsense, like, uh, like fairly serious. And then like the remake version of Jill in remake three, she is complete sass and angry. And I love both versions of them. Like it doesn't negate the other one's existence by having the remake versions. I'm happy they're not 100% the same because I think Aerith would have been very, very boring if they left her as is. And I think Tifa would yeah. have been too much of a um, like a uh, typical anime character. Yeah, exactly. No, this is where I I preferred the remake how they handled this a little bit more than the original game because it it wasn't a thing of Tifa, Aerith, or Yuffie. It was always just Tifa at that point mm-hmm. in, in the original seven. And this game, it gives you well, it gives you Jesse, obviously who is best girl in the game, but it, it gives you that much more character development range for Tifa and Aerith, where it is a much more difficult scene to do mm. if you wanted to it's choose a, them. Because, I mean, Aerith is around more in this game than in the entirety of the original game. Oh, yeah. No, that's redemption. <laughs> so they would they had to expand her character and make her more than just, like, quiet flower girl. See, another question. We have about three more questions left. Another one from Alabama Tofu. Opinions on the lack of actual grand exploration in the title that kind of revolutionized 3D open world concept when the OG released. We'll I wait mean, till the we'll wait till the next game because we yeah. already knew that Midgar <laughs> Midgar wasn't going to be the grand exploration that I would think. I think everything after Midgar is what this point is going on. So we'll find out the next game if it if they yeah. do lack that grand exploration, then I'll have somewhat of a little bit of opinions, but I wouldn't really mind it because I am so done. I don't want to play fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen two. Mm. Yeah, see, like this one, like there's more exploration in this area than there was in the original. So I think. Like, you won't have the grand exploration until they actually get out of a restricted area. So, yeah, it will it will take until, like, game two to really know. Um, Puddin' Cup yeah. asks, should I wait until all the chapters are out to play Final Fantasy VII Remake? No. No, 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 no just play Remake and see if you want to continue it, honestly. If anything, if you're not ready to play it now, wait until they announce a date for the next one and then play one, like, in the first part, and then play the second one. That way you have, like more content in a row type of thing. Yeah. Because, like, I've played it now. I probably would have waited, personally, 
But since I did a video and do podcast, you stream, stuff like that, I feel like I needed to do it now. Hmm. So I'm happy I did it now, but now I'm going to be like, well, now I'm going to have to remember what happened in like two or three years. Yeah, it's going to get to the point that I'm going to have to probably replay this game again mm-hmm. if it does come out for the PS5 or PC or what. Well, the PC was already announced for next year. So for when it gets announced for PS5, I'll probably replay it again just to kind of refresh the minute details. But yeah. nah, okay. don't wait. Just play Yeah, don't wait. <laughs> And we have one more question from Fatal Framing. Do you think they're going to alter the ending of the series compared to the original? I think it will be. I think it will still end with them fighting and killing Sephiroth, but I feel like the journey to get there will be different. Yeah, same. I think there will be a lot more stakes with Meteor this time around. I don't know if the live stream is going to come into play. It just depends if they kill Aerith. If they kill Aerith, then yeah, we'll probably get to that point somewhere along the line. But... I think that the ending is going to be the bare bones of the outline is still going to be there, but the meat of the situation is going to change. Mm-hmm. Which so. I'm 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 100 behind. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with them doing I it that way. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> I find the originals have to be fairly boring, so I'm just been happy they changed it up. I just hope the next game's not as padded out. I think the problem was like they said it's going to be all of Midgar for one game, so they're very like they had to pad out to make it seem like it was worth it. Because this was only a 20-hour game. I think people would have been pissed. But after this, they can decide how many areas to put in there, you know, like which story beats or whatever. So they can they have a bit more freedom. They kind of restricted themselves. And it was even kind of like the end thing of the game. Like, the last thing is, like, what's over out there? And they're, like, boundless, unexplored freedom. Yeah. So they, like, it kind of showed their restriction in this first one. So the next ones might be a lot more... Um, palatable that would be less um cutscene maybe less cutscene heavy or less like um padding heavy like yeah i'm just hoping the next part is more fun so yeah let, let, let's let's kind of wrap it up here so is there any kind of final th- thoughts that you kind of want to blather into the internet here before we wrap um, up i i like the game there are a lot of parts that i hated um, it makes me not really want to replay it. I hate the fact that stuff is, content is restricted behind a difficulty, not just for me, but for people who are not playing this game for difficulty's sake. I don't think it's much story content, but like content being locked behind difficulties is consumer unfriendly and very like gatekeepy or like even like for some person like um say you have some kind of like like uh, some issues like with um ability to like move your hands stuff like that where like you needed to play the um the um the easier difficulty or like the um you know the the classic mode something that was you know, tailored to how you are able to play it i think it's um it's really like putting up a barrier between people who um enjoy the game and just can't experience it fully because they decided to lock it like that um and i just I know, i've already said my nitpicks for the game otherwise it's fine it's just like they really need to ramp this up and not just be a bunch of padded up bullshit in the next few games like i i want to wanted to love this game but i really um i i don't know i don't know if i if i could go back and if i knew what what was going on i probably would just google the ending no same i think they need to streamline certain events for the next game and they could do that now that they're getting all this feedback for this part one this this is kind of the reason why i'm just i'm happy that they kind of did it in parts and blew their load so to speak on midgar because Mm. now they can get all the feedback that what worked what didn't really work 
and kind of use that towards this next part of the game. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll be good. I, I, for me, 7 was all right. There were just a couple nitpicky things that I would would take out, which you probably just heard me just go on about in this podcast. So that it's it's all right. It's They just need to streamline some things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, where can we find you, Kyo? Um, you can find me Monday through Friday on Twitch uh, at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time where I stream bad, good, or just random retro horror games or weird games in general from Japan. Um, that's at Cody Hunter. You can find me at Cody Hunter on everything, including YouTube, um, Twitter, MySpace as well, and Patreon. Patreon is what uh, supports this podcast and my side project, Retrosaurus. I actually did a, an episode on Final Fantasy VII back in, I think it was, in, yeah, it was April. So it was about the legacy of the series. If you're interested in Final Fantasy VII, go back and listen to that one. And then I just did one on Haunting Ground recently, which was probably one of my favorite things I've ever made content-wise. So definitely check those out. And how about you, Ken? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast, Ongaku.du. We have several other things that you can reach us on through Twitter and the Instagram. Just look up Ongaku.du. We have a website called Ongaku.du.com where mostly we do a lot of news and reviews about everything that's happening in the Japanese music industry. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at OTYKen1. And don't forget, you can follow our other chum here, Timber Taff. Unfortunately, he's, I think he's playing. He's streaming right now. Yeah, he's, he's streaming right now. 64. Uh, he's, he's playing Sunshine right now, and I wanted to oh, bug yeah, him. Sorry. I, I wanted to bug him and kind of scare him. So <laughs> let's see if we're, where are you? But you yeah, you that. can you can reach him at twitch.tv slash timbertaft t-i-m-b-r-t-a-f-t. But yeah, once again, I hopefully you guys like this kind of spoiler filled talk about Final Fantasy VII remake, and maybe we'll do a couple more in the future with certain other games. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun to do that. But yeah, you know, I want to thank you for joining us on this very special podcast. So you guys have a great day, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Aloha. Bye-bye. Like how at the end there, you're just like, I don't know how to end this. (laughs) 